So Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, Pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Hey, y'all. I'm Moni, and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 Mixologists. Welcome back to Mixing with Moni. It's your girl, Moni, and I am, of course, excited to be back with you. I am not going to ever sing again, I promise. I'm just very happy, and I feel alive, and I feel awake. (laughs) Shout out to the person I reviews who called me sleep every time I come on here. I feel like the very last thing I ever am is sleep. They were like, why don't you do the show when you wake up or when you're awake? Honey, I'm always awake. I have explained at least no less than 50,000 times. Um, I did not have a mic because it was left in Georgia. And I would have it in October when I came back to my mic because of the pandemic. I did not want to buy a second mic because the girl is on a badge. She's a teacher. She's a master's student. Also, things are expensive and we were in a pandemic. I don't know what when I'll need that money for something else. Um, it's certainly not a free podcast that produces zero dollars for me today. I feel like it was a priority that I buy a brand new mic just to make sure the people heard me louder. But if I gave you an explanation, I'd be fine. But then again, again, can't please everybody. Some people are like, girl, turn it down. I had to listen to you on low. Some girls are like, I listen to you in my headphones and you are too loud or too soft. And 
listen to me however you can if you want to. Thank you for doing so. If not, that's fine. Um, the good news is this person cannot change their one-star review because it's one star. So glad you got that off your chest. Um, want to let you know, no misconception, I'm awake. Always have been, always will be. Hope you can hear me. If not, sorry that you used your one star opportunity already. Um, sassy, I know. What a fun beginning. <laughs> I just want to let everybody know I'm awake and I'm excited for today because TV has gotten good-ish. I think I'm still desperate. I don't know. <laughs> so regardless of what the truth is, whether I am desperate or TV is good, bravo has given us a lot to work with in the last week or so. Since I, we last talked, everything has happened. We are not all in with Teddy Mellencamp. We are having second babies with little trolls under the bridge. When we are bad women, like bad as in gorgeous. When we're bad, gorgeous women who have all of our lives ahead of us and a beautiful baby, we are somehow having second babies with men who do not deserve us in Maryland of the Potomac area. Not really, they live in Virginia. And we are, you know, quitting shows mid-season. We are doing things. So I am talking about all of that with my guest this week. We do um, some Housewives breakdown, but I also talk to him about everything else under the sun, like Housewives, Hot Topics, the episodes, the reunions, where we go from here, money, everything. My theories, the whole nine yards. Everything you see me talking about on my Instagram stories and in the Facebook group, Mixologist Mixer, on my Mixing with Monty Facebook page, it all is being brought to the show. You've asked, I've tried to deliver because I cannot get to everyone's DM in enough time to answer everyone's questions and respond. So here it is. First and foremost, though, we will get into Black Excellence for the week, and then I'll be pulling it on over to discuss Hot Topics, Housewives, Episodes, all that good stuff that I just mentioned with Hollywood Land from Everyone is Terrible podcast, and yeah, it's a really good time. So I'm excited, taking one quick break, and we'll be back with Black Excellence. All right, y'all, we are back, and I am still awake. I do want to say I'm sorry that that was so sassy. Uh, Truly, ratings, you know, used to really get on my nerves, but now reviews and with the things people send me in my DMs about the things that I post and the reviews, they don't really bother me anymore. Everyone's not going to be pleased, and I recognize that, so I'm not butthurt over this one review called saying do the podcast when you're awake. It just makes me laugh because people really think that, there's, they have so many requirements for what it takes to make a great podcast. They do none of them because they don't have one. And they think it takes absolutely no work when it's actually probably the most amount of work. Um, it is, the seasons are changing. It's entering fall. And as someone who has uh, dabbled in a seasonal depression before, I'm a little, a little nervous about the fall because that's tend to, it tends to be when I get the most depressed and spring is when I get the most manic, but I love the fall. So I'm very excited also for all that it will bring in that 2020 is going to be over soon. So can't wait for that. <laughs> But let me not rush it and give 2021 too much pressure because we all saw what happened when we gave it to 2020. Oh, girl. So 
Let's get into Black Excellence. I'm very happy to be bringing this story to you from, of course, my main source, which you're welcome to read and research all the time yourselves, becauseofthemwecan.com. It reads, the headline is that a former McDonald's employee opens the first Black-owned vegan restaurant in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I love this story. Two friends, um, Stefan Hawkins and I believe Laquana Barber are friends who partnered up to open up a Black-owned vegan eatery and restaurant in Harrisburg, PA, the first Black-owned of that nature, called House of Vegans. If you're in the PA area or whatever adjoining states and cities that are close to Harrisburg, or or you just want to take a trip, what else we got to do, honey? You know, it's a global pandemic. We all kind of bored. So maybe you want to take a little trip, get a little curbside, get a little to-go, and head on over to House of Vegans. It is quite a beautiful picture. Um, the story comes from Barber, Laquana Barber, Miss Laquana, who decided to go vegan because her asthma made her want to have some lifestyle changes. Understand that, girl. My thyroid has changed every single thing that I eat, and it really sucks because sometimes I'd be wanting to dabble back into the old food, and I might get a little tiny bit, and it just destroys me. And I'm like, girl, you knew better. Do better, okay? So I just got to stay on that healthy kick. So haven't quite gotten to the point of Laquana. You are an icon. So congratulations to her for making that change in her body, um, for her body, and doing that. And then Hawkins, her friend, Stefan Hawkins, Mr. Hawkins was next. He chose to move to a plant-based diet after he worked at McDonald's and discovered, I'm sure McDonald's gave him the eye-opening of his life, honey, (laughs) of what is not cute about the meat-eating fast food industry, because McDonald's is the worst of the worst when it comes to that, So, and, and people still be loving it. So we're not judging, I'm just saying I can understand that that changed his mindset working behind the scenes, and now... They had a beautiful open house that had lines down the block. These pictures are great. And they are now new restaurateurs, and they're doing the the big thing. Congratulations, Mr. Hawkins and Miss Barber, on being the first Black-owned vegan restaurateurs in Harrisburg, PA. That is absolutely amazing. Everyone in that area, or if you know someone in that area, tell them to check out House of Vegans. Flood them with love and positive energy and some dollars. Why not? You know, lots of exciting things to be coming. I will be discussing very soon what I can. And in the meantime, let's get to what we're here for. Let's talk mess. This won't be as juicy or thick as an episode because we're kind of wrapping up so many of the shows, which means I have to come up with new fun ideas for what's going to happen next. Now, I'll probably doing, be doing some rewatches mixed with potomac coverage and then uh, oc coverage when it comes back y'all let me know if you really want me to cover oc maybe we'll all test out the first episode first see what their first look into the season is after the first episode and then we will decide what really i'll decide if i can handle it but if y'all really not looking for oc coverage because you're just like i know it's going to be on every podcast i listen to and you don't want to put me through it i appreciate it if you don't want to go through it yourself cool but I'm gonna try and start it and I'm just gonna stop wherever it feels like it's doing we're doing too much so 
Let me know your thoughts on that. Let me know in the Facebook group, um, especially confer with the people and see where everybody else's head's at, you know, because oftentimes if you DM me, you don't know what everybody else is thinking. So get a little insight in that way, of course. Again, Mixing with Monty, the Facebook page, and the, scroll on down to the Mixologist Mixer Facebook group, and I will let you in, honey. Unless I know you're going to start trouble, which I really won't, but if you are, don't do that. Thank you. Shout out again to House of Vegans owners Stefan Hawkins and Laquana Barber um, for being Black Excellence this week. If you have Black Excellence um, stories, headlines, great things, happy things that you want to talk about, please let me know. I would love to do one, um, an Afro-Latina or Afro-Latino, which is basically someone who just has Black roots and who also happens to be Hispanic because it is Hispanic Heritage Month. And I would love to be able to amplify some of those voices. Um, I know uh, a few Afro-Latina women and they're absolutely wonderful. And I wish they had giving me permission to share their stories, but they were like, girl, no. So if you know of any, you know, stories that I could use to kind of correlate or coincide with Black Excellence and also honor Hispanic Heritage Month, let me know. We might even celebrate it a little bit later into the next month if we need to, just to kind of bring awareness, bring some extra excellence and, you know, do a little educate. Me, myself, other people, all the above. Why not? Let's do that. Education is fun. You're talking to a teacher or you're listening to a teacher. So, of course, I think it's fun. Speaking of, I need to go do homework. So... Without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Hollywood Leon from Everyone is Terrible podcast. Can't wait for you to hear because <laughs> we have fun. So enjoy that. All right, guys, as promised, I am here with the hilarious, the super upbeat, the fun, and literally one of my faves, Hollywood Lian. How are you? I'm fantastic, Moni. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. We're literally going back and forth. I was just on Lian's podcast, Everyone is Terrible, which name alone, you're in. I don't know who you are, but you, I just sold you because the name, like, everyone is terrible. And when talking about Bravo, no truer words could be spoken. So I had a fantastic time going over there talking Bravo and some hot culture, some other fun stuff. And we got to talk about who we thought was the most terrible person that week. It was truly one of the best. He is no stranger or newbie to the podcast game, but that is his new show, Everyone is Terrible with Hollywood Lian, and you need to go check it out. I had the time of my life, so if anything, just go listen to my episode, and then we'll sell you on why you need to keep listening. <laughs> Thanks, Moni, for the shout out. Yes, yes, it's a new podcast, so go give it some love. Yes, I'm so happy for you. Are you enjoying this new journey? Is it like, do you like being able to break it down? Not so much about the shows and talk about other things that go on outside of the realm of just what we see on TV and then kind of bringing it back. Like it's a really fresh concept that I like. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I just, I love Bravo, but 
we have our moments with them. I'm a day one OG person, as they call it. I've been watching The Housewives since Orange County, day one. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I feel like I can get a little burnt out. I just didn't want to be so pigeonholed. Even Bravo accounts sometimes will post something that doesn't have to do with Bravo because the pop culture spectrum is so broad. That's why everyone is terrible is perfect because at the end of the day, your favorite could, it, could end up on that list. At the end of the day, everyone is terrible. And if your favorite is someone from Bravo, your favorite is on that list. <laughs> it's on <laughs> that your favorite is on someone's list at some point. Like whom we love, everyone else does not love. Like guys, even we had our own, we did not agree on all the same things. And that's the best part about Bravo is that who's terrible to me may not be terrible to you. And we need to all be able to love and discuss. That's what I have a friend who does not like to use the word fight. Because it's like too sinister for her if I say we're fighting. So she likes to say, we're not fighting. We are having a love and disgust. Like we still love each other, but we're discussing our differences. And I'm like, extra, but I like it. Let's do that. So it's okay if we all love and discuss. You know, Denise, her final appearance happening actually this week as we're about to, as we're recording this, she's probably getting ready for it to air. It's her last time being on Housewives because we just found out actually that she's leaving. Well, not surprised. I'm actually quite shocked it took this long for us to leave, but this is our second departure of Housewives while the reunion is airing. How crazy is that? Yeah, first Dorinda, then, uh, really? yeah, it's, 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 it's insane, but you know what? They come and they go. The Denise thing is not a surprise, like you said. She just didn't sign up for this. She didn't know what she was getting herself yeah. in for. And it's best to just go, boo, because she can't handle yes. the kitchen. It's too hot. Exactly. And I think I am very happy that she's gone because, again, like you said, she didn't sign up for this. It's too much. It's more than what she bargained for. And I kind of respect someone who's like, I'm not going to sell my soul out for or my family's souls out for tv and a check cough cough lisa renna so it makes sense totally that she's like you know i have a family and a life and this is not worth losing um a piece of myself and all of that so i dig it and what i don't get people who continuously say if she's not going to do her job because i'm like what was her job like let me know was her job to not show up to everything because she still came even though she knew what people were going to do to her and her job was never really to go down a, a rabbit hole of her sexuality and her sexual escapades. Because quite frankly, if I had known that was her job, I don't know if I would have signed up for it. Because I don't really want to know everybody's sex life. That's not really my jam. It's not the show we're watching. We're watching fun parties. I feel like she did her job. She kept denying it all the way till the end. That's, That's what the job. <laughs> they don't apologize. They, they, they you know, manipulate the situation. They like to make people feel worse about something. It's so minuscule. They make mountains out of molehills. She did those things. But exactly. to be honest, she did do you know what, though? I really wish she would have showed up to the end party. Like, when you don't show up to the season finale party, it's just like not showing up to the reunion. A piece of it's missing. And I can understand why people are mad. I mean, they're not Teddy... They're not Teddy Mellencamp mad, but they're mad at Denise. Mm, I roll, but... I feel that, so someone else was saying, you know, well, Garcelle, she didn't even come to anything. And I, I, someone pointed me in the direction of breaking down what the housewives actually missed. And Denise only missed 
two parties filming. One of them is the finale party, which I think, yeah, should be contractually obligated. But then at the same time, I kind of get it because Brandy told her she was going to be there. And that's not someone who should have been at the finale party for an ensemble cast who's not on the ensemble cast. So I understand that much that why she wouldn't want to come, um, especially because Brandy ruined the, the fun. She told her, don't tell the person. Why did you tell her? How would you text her? We could have had a great scene. We could have had a confrontation, a conversation, whatever, an ambush. It's housewives. We need it. We want it. That's what we're here for. Yes. I just, okay, girl. Um, Anyways, um, they say also that Garcelle only missed about two parties. And to be honest, that equates to about what Erica missed when she went to Broadway because she had to miss a couple of events. So they are, the, a few of them have lives. They need to stop. But of course, the, the editing, the storyline, the plot is that Denise missed everything. So, so against the group and she's like no longer part of the cast. And it's, she missed like two things, but the storyline goes that way. So I'm curious to see how the show is going to hold up. They're running out of targets. Who do they go after next? Who do you think? Oh, I think it's it's time for a shakeup. I was actually just thinking, like, I don't think we've ever had, I mean, taking Orange County out of the equation, because Orange County, I feel, is number one when it comes to some of the most hated housewives in history. But I think if we're going to go talking modern times, Beverly Hills is just, people are just having such a hard time with this cast either you love it or you hate it. And it's been like that for years. And it's Mm -hmm. mostly like an 80, 20 kind of thing, like 80% hate it. We need a shakeup. We need a shakeup. I agree. agree. I'm very shocked to see if Teddy will come back. Um, Things are unraveling and breaking literally as we speak um, that I think will now change the trajectory of whether or not she will stay on the show. If she does, I think Kyle will basically all but beg her to make her case i don't know how she's going to be able to do that have you are you aware of what's going on with this whole all-in controversy and uh about it and i think the 500 calories thing is just disgusting and really unsafe but other than that it is i don't know how y'all are surprised i knew that (laughs) shit was a scam from the second we heard about it what is an accountability coach that was the whole purpose we didn't know that was a real job but you know we're shocked and we've seen the we've seen these women teddy doesn't eat we be we watch her every week just not eat like they all do it i keep i keep hearing this on a podcast i don't know which one i heard it from first where they yell the food they see when they are not gonna eat it it's weird it's like a really weird mind fuck that they basically at the finale party lisa renna just starts going there's lasagna lasagna and they all start saying lasagna they did it at teddy's thing like you have tacos and they started all saying tacos like it's all food they're not going to eat what did you get oh i just got french fries oh fries no one ate the fries it's like they yell it as if they're trying to address we know food we good with food but they won't eat the food so it's a really weird mind fuck that I keep seeing happen but we know she's not gonna eat because Teddy was in province last year yelling to the camera drunk I'm so hungry and Kyle slapped the chip out of her hand so 
what in the caucasity is happening? What in the caucasity is happening? The female caucasity. Like, honestly, what is these? I just want to watch a show where white women eat things and eat it to completion and satisfaction. If you have a piece of bread, you'll feel better. Like, honest to God, have some food. It's okay. It's your friend. Like, in New Jersey, I appreciate that they eat. Like, I mean, they're Italian. Their own parents and families would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Please, no, frying freaking Ugh. barbecue pork chuck, uh, chicken cutlets at 8 a.m. Like Making an octopus, having wine. What a man. Like, uh, <laughs> my kind of man. I would love to come downstairs and be like, ooh, we getting ready for dinner already? I love that. Sometimes I get up early and marinate my chickens, and I do it for the whole day, so when I get home, they're nice and delicious, ready for me. So I would like to watch, because I watch my shows with a snack. I don't know how many other people do this, but I do this. So I would like to see other people eat on the shows. Actually, if I'm really excited, like if I'm really excited for the episode, like I want to get takeout. I want to get a glass of wine. Even a little puff puff. We're here in California. Okay, everyone is terrible. Listen, that sounds like everybody is lit, having a great time. (laughs) But in honor of- Alicia's stone 24-7. We could do it too. And Mauricio, where was he? Since we're going to say, you know, Denise doesn't show up and do her job, Kyle, do yours. Where's your family? We haven't seen your family all season as a housewife, pretty much. So, yeah, she had a whole family barbecue with none of the family present. That I found hilarious. That was funny. But then yelled at Denise for not bringing her kids, and she got two kids. Kyle has a million and a husband, and none of them were there at the family barbecue. I just I don't. My favorite part was when Lisa Renna was like, I don't even know where mine are. <laughs> oh I'm like, God. you're terrible. You're such yeah, a terrible literally person. terrible. I am, in honor of Denise's last appearance, I'm having steak for her for part three of the reunion. It is not from a strip club. Um, so don't know how oh. good it'll be. <laughs> in honor of Denise, I'm going to try to have a threesome. <laughs> Okay, yes, we're all, you know, however we grieve. Um, I, part two, I remember 2% of what happened. That is supposed to be what we are talking about. I know not a thing that I don't remember it. It was last week. I don't remember what happened. I just want to get through the major details so that I can get to Potomac, which actually changed my life this week. I thought it was so good and that is really the juxtaposition right it's potomac gave me so much in one episode i'm laughing i'm crying the men were there there was drama there was like two fights there's a potential for another fight we set up another good to be this was like a non-wasted to be continued but yet on a reunion which is supposed to be like reunion is my favorite time of the season because although the season's over and i get very upset about it i love reunions because they go in they're nuts and i don't care that it's on zoom why because atlanta killed on zoom they were doing the damn thing on zoom and now here i am i don't know what happened on beverly hills the reunion but you know what though the only thing i don't like about the reunion is that there's so much filler 
tonight we're going to finally see the good stuff. They wait until the very end. They drag mm-hmm. it out. And then we finally see the good stuff at the very end. So I'm excited to see this. But I completely agree with you. I just got done watching the reunion part two. And I was bored. And I was zoning out. And I was hating Lisa Renna And looking at their outfits. And wondering why Erica looked like uh, Katy Perry. But then when yes. I watched Homic, I laughed so freaking hard. Just the, they're just iconic on there. And even the ones that I love were kind of pissing me off. Um, and the ones that I usually hate, I was kind of <laughs> like, it that was weird, is, wasn't it? It was like, such a weird, I didn't know what was happening. We yeah. will get to that literally in, in one moment. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I'm so happy that we're going to have this conversation that you're as excited as I am. Um, but as it relates to Beverly Hills, I remember something i remember something i know erica's mad i don't think she had a reason to be oh shut up denise you lie you lie shut up oh right they all started asking where's brandy where's brandy and i hated this question because they were asking it because they know that brandy can't be there and they think it's denise's fault but andy pretty much shut it down and was like well she said on national television that she licked denise's you know what so I didn't feel like she needed to say anything else. What am I going to do? Have her re-say it? Like, she said it already. What would he ask her? Yeah, I'm like, well, what would he ask her? Because she said it. Like, to be honest, she showed her hand. I think they would have had her come to the reunion had she not revealed all the details. But because they pushed her to do it, she said it. And then he was like, well, then there you go. So all we're going to do is have Denise either refute it or approve it. And so that's what happened. And they were trying to bait Denise into it being like, well, it was legal. Bravo's not giving her that much power to determine who's going to come to the damn show. Please, calm down. If Vicky couldn't get it, Denise can't get it. Just a little tip for Brandy, like, and a little education for everybody else. Like, know your worth. Know your huh. worth. They played Brandy. Like, Bravo played Brandy like a little carrot. Hey, come over here. We're going to give you a little diamond. Not... You gave it mm-hmm. all away. Like, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? And then they Brandy told her they were going to give her her own special sit-down. And she was just on Watch What Happens Live. <laughs> <laughs> Shared with Z-Way. Like, she wasn't doing nothing special. This was my dress I would have worn to the reunion. Honey, why would you come to a reunion and you are not on the cast? And people are like, well, what about Yovana? But Yovana was announced to us as a friend of, an official friend of, from the very first episode of Atlanta. We knew we had two friends of Yovana, Marlo. They can come to the reunion. And they weren't, they both weren't there the whole time. That's also the point. Like, we know they're not going to be there the whole time. Because as a friend of, that's your job as your friend. But Brandy was a friend basically of no one. They knew what she was supposed to do, but she told everything and showed all her cards before she even got started and when before they even asked her for them. So they didn't need her. So really, Bravo was like, we don't need to waste the time. That would have been an extra segment. So then they just put it, they stuck on Watch What Happens Live. <laughs> Brand, I mean, Andy just kind of pisses me off though because, yeah. Just pay her the money or have her on. You know, like you used her all season. You didn't give us anything else. The least you could have done is put a little end at the end of the chapter here. You know what I mean? I'm just like. That's a good point. I mean, y'all made the decision as a company or whatever to not invest in any other storyline. Like this was it. 
I'm over it. I'm ready for tonight to be wrapped, girl. I'm ready for tonight Me to be wrapped. too. And moving on, let's go over to New York really quickly so we can end with Potomac. Um, New York, heating up. I have a bone to pick with Bravo, though, with not showing us this footage of Dorinda cursing Scott out because, or cursing um, John out because Scott gave him money. I would have loved to have known in the beginning why there was why Dorinda turned on Tinsley so badly, and Bravo's been holding on to this for like two, one or two seasons. Why didn't they tell us? Why didn't we see this before? Bravo, shady. Bravo, shady. Yes, they are the puppet master. You know, at the end of the day, and it's Andy. You know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And even with the press, like now they're saying, oh, Dorinda's going to come back after her issues. I'm like, what does that mean? What, what like, issues? Andy I, asked her point blank if she has a drinking problem and she's going to change anything. And she said no. <laughs> I, I, I honestly do not get it. But yes, there's a lot of stuff we don't know. And that footage was just the tip of the iceberg, I think. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, I think it's deeper than what we all know. I, and I like, why do why does John need money? I think we should be focusing on that. That there's yes. I've heard rumors that it's for the commercial that they all shot. It was Carol Tinsley and Dorinda that they yeah, shot a commercial together, and they talked about it on the pod. Like a, a, you know, allegedly Dorinda John got the money. Fight. Yeah. And it makes so, real sense to me, you know. And I I saw what you were saying because you said it on um your podcast. Um, that I was on, that people were not, they didn't think that was a satisfying enough reason. And I gave a really great explanation as to why on your show, and I encourage people to go check it out. But I will say, I definitely do think that that was more than enough of a reason. And I honestly think that they, I, I mean, I would be upset if I am to my rich girlfriends or whatever, her man has to give my man money when I used to be also a rich socialite woman or whatever. So it, it's kind of like Dorinda, this older woman, this young girl with her, you know, new rich fiance boyfriend or whatever is giving money to my man. And I used to be someone who had a distinguished man and all these things. So yes, it's still on the same plane with Dorinda being jealous, but I think it's more than enough of a reason. Money is... Listen, yes. money is a very great reason that people get real persnickety with other people. Tinsley will have an upper hand in that kind of situation. Right. Like, you borrowed money from freaking Tinsley's boyfriend? Like, how embarrassing is that shit? Get right. out of here, Jim. You're freaking Especially messy. Especially if her husband or her and boyfriend... And another martini. Okay. <laughs> Especially if John didn't tell her. If she found out, that's annoying. I know her... She, Dorinda would be pissed because I would be pissed and you're on a girl's trip with this person and, you're like, and the girl's like oh yeah by the way like you don't have to give us that money back anytime soon like what money and it's like well the money that my boyfriend gave your boyfriend and he's like but excuse Dorinda, me this is where she's wrong she wants to go freaking attack Tinsley you heard Tinsley at the reunion she's like the producers were scared for my safety that night like girl <laughs> like we're, we're in the real world or Bad Girls Club. Remember back in the day when they, you were watching the real world or Bad Girls Club? Whenever they would get too heated, they would like put you in a van and send you to the Holiday Inn. And then they would like let everybody cool off for two days. And I used to die. That would be the funniest thing. So they just sent Tinsley in a van, real world style. And was like, you need to go away. See, but that's what I'm saying. This is why Dorinda probably did get fired because she's a liability. Like you can't go popping off on 
other housewives. We don't have that kind of insurance to rent it. She needs a break. State Farm's gonna be like, what happened here? And they'll be like, well, they went and found out that John got money from Scott. And yeah, then there I was like an accident. I like Dorinda, but she does need a break. She treated Tinsley like shit all season long. She deflected. She can't take accountability. Mm-hmm. As viewers, we love what we call a full circle moment yep. over at Everyone is Terrible. We want to see the beginning, middle, and end to the story. We don't want to see a halfway shit. We don't want to see a quarter of it. We want to see you be bad, but then apologize and become a better person at the end of the day. And it's she can't do that. Full- circle. Dorinda can't even take accountability. She can't even admit that she's a crazy-ass drunk. Can I get another martini, please? Even to the Ramona apology of, listen, I'm a work in progress. I'm not done. Like, Listen, I'm doing my best. I'm working on myself. I have great friends and a great life, and I love myself, and I am beautiful. I have ages by Ramona, and I'm a work in progress, okay? I'm in progress and we don't believe it but you know, at least it's not it. true she's been a work in progress since like season two i've been seeing her say this for over a decade but at least she does that the rent does the complete opposite and she kind of makes me she made me feel some kind of way for ramona which is also something that i talked about on your show where dorinda is Andy asked her a simple question. He goes, okay, well, she just said something that she's going to do differently after drinking. She just said something she's going to do differently because of drinking. Luann, we watched her change her life because of drinking. Dorinda, do you feel like you have anything that you didn't like? I think goes, we all do. I think we I'm all do. We all stop drinking after the show. But Ramona, Ramona's out drinking every We're night. We're talking it's about so sad. It's like, We're girl, talking about you. Andy did it so strategically on purpose. He knew she would be resistant. So he literally brought up each person before her to be like, I'm not singling you out. Though we could. We could easily sing out, single out Dorinda and Leah because they gave the performance of their lives drunk this season. They were on a stage. I mean, they could have pulled out that Bethany clip from the private plane. You're a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Boo. Because we put up on Stephanie at the charity dinner just for mm-hmm. no reason. Look, kids in Haiti, like you're Dorinda, you're terrible. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Since we're pulling out old clips, just saying. Um, th- in news this week, we also see that Leah is not being compensated to what the people think she should be compensated for her second season. So they're installed. I am. I guess I'm in a minority on this because I'm not shocked she got 60k. I'm actually kind of surprised that she got that much because I have heard rumors that Gina in OC has barely gotten a $10,000 more than that. She's been on the show three years. I'm not saying that on the same caliber of interesting. I'm just saying that these other franchises that are not Beverly Hills in Atlanta, I think people see their budgets and they see the millions that those two yeah. franchises yeah. make and they yeah. think that it's everyone. Leah, calm down, girl. Just take yeah. the money. Do season two. You haven't been on for 10 years. Nene gets a million, but she's been doing this for 12 years. <laughs> she's been choking people for decades. Hello. Okay? Even I've heard in Jersey, they only get a couple hundred thousand. And that's not crazy, exp- crazy a lot when you consider the Beverly Hills contracts and the Atlanta contracts. And Teresa and the girls have been on there for years. Now, th- You're Teresa, new- gets, Teresa gets the most out of everyone. Everyone mm-hmm. is pocket change to con- Teresa, but there's only a single few that get that much. But you know what? Yeah, though? they prove themselves. As soon as they act up, as soon as they act up, they try to get rid of them also to cut that budget. You know what I mean? It's yes. Cool. 
to bring someone back and pay them that much money when they're terrible. I mean, look at what how Bethany left. She left because of money and, uh, you know, the money that they she allegedly was asking for was a couple million and it was still, she would have been the most, uh, they said she would have, if she gotten it, she would have made the most of any housewife, which is quite frankly, not too, too much. I think Candy is like one of the highest paid and she's at like 2.3 a year or something like that, um, allegedly. So Leah, every production company for each show is different. And that's kind of the point is that those, they give and take and Bravo list, looks and reviews a lot of things. But Leah, they think they think that her second season, and I hate to say it because I still am Team Denise, what if they had another Denise situation in their hands? Where the first season, she's talking hot shit. She's yep. talking about big dick. She's taking yep. shots every every five minutes. She's living it and being that top dog first season that she's like giving you what you paid for. But then the second season, she completely shuts down because her life becomes very different. She wants to get more protective. And then they have to hinge they an entire come after season. The second season. Right. And they have to hinge an entire season on this one person. And then they have nothing else. And if that person does not deliver, they have no season. So then season what happens? come after you it's all beautiful mm -hmm. and poses at first and then they're like we want to know about you we want to know about your husband we want to know about your past we want to know about this why do you do that yep, yep. i mean again gina in oc had her i keep bringing her up because her money has been so public because she was going through a divorce and her husband was like basically she makes more than me at like 60k a year now and i was thinking in california that's not a whole bunch, not especially as a housewife. Like, but I think California, are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. And I think they do it because they also assume that your leverage as a celebrity on this platform will also give you some endorsements. So they go on to make brands and shirts and, you know, she also has a whole business. So they didn't think she was probably hurting for money. So again, people... Yeah. Calm it's a down. gamble that she took. It's a gamble that she took. But you know what, though, girl? Let's just hope they come back and give you a little bit more. Because what if they don't come back and give you anything? What if they move on? That would be heartbreaking, wouldn't it, Leah? Yeah. They're going to be like, well, you gave us a good run. But Sonya's still prepared to be drunk. So we don't need you. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> so. Sonya looks so good. Give I me do. a $75,000 facelift. Okay. But with Tinsley gone and Dorinda, if Leah doesn't go, that's three open positions. We are in territory unchartered, much like 2020. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly. In. Along with this whole year and all our freaking mm -hmm. lives and everything that's happening, everything needs a major shift. So I think Bravo's going to have a whole new facelift as well. I think New York will actually do well with the with the with the shakeup. So I'm interested and curious to see what that looks like. I do think that Tinsley is doing a great job at the reunion. I liked their part two, one. I don't remember, but I liked it. Whatever it was, it was fun. I thought that it was great to see Leah and Ramona go after each other. I think there's a generational age gap, you know, that's happening there. Same with you know uh, Tinsley as well. I think that Ramona is a danger to society i don't really feel like she needs to be on this show but i also feel like i weirdly it's like i don't watch fox news but it feels like ramona is fox news like every once in a while i want to know what those other people are thinking because i'm almost surrounded by too many people that i like you know so like the whole cast 
you know, she goes like, to parties, she endorses, she donates. She was she, at uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s party. That's how she got COVID or how she gave somebody COVID. I think she gave one of the Trump people COVID. Like what the, but that's also, how is Ramona invited to these parties? I mean, granted, it's not like they're the upper echelon of anything anymore, um, but Ramona has really made it happen for at herself. The I'm telling you, if you have money yeah. and you're running at the Hamptons, you're at that party. I've been to the Hamptons and I was the only brown person there. Oh, oh boy. Um, <laughs> Leah, I think, really is like looking at their lives this way. But if Sonia's not any indication of what it looks like to still struggle to stay on the show, they need these little pennies, these coins. Dorinda is practically crying over these coins to keep up Bluestone Manor. So I get really is coming from, but girl, your company is now more notable than it ever was before. And that's because of the show. And I think and brother, like, brand, exactly. we know something else is valuable here and it's not just simply the dollars. So take it and then promote the shit out of what you got. There you go. Yummy, it's like yummy tummy with Hannah. I mean, Heather. Yummy tummy, yummy mummy, whatever she her brand was called back then. I had never heard of it. I only knew Spanx. And then here she come and she's like, oh, we're the number two in the world. I'm like, you are? And that's exactly the point is what the show can do for you. And it can do a lot. So you just got to angle it right. And you know what, Leah? I say this. You take the money, you hunker down, you give us your all and not just being drunk. I mean, she also announced that she's going to be sober. And I think Bravo's like, well, then we're not going to get thrown tiki torches. So how do we know that we're going to get a great season from you? But show us you can give us something good. And I promise you season three, I promise you season three, they'll, they'll triple it. I bet you they will. They'll triple it. If she gives That's us something good. Season like, three. Oh, she's going to be sober. Well, fuck that. We're not giving yeah. They're going to be like, we don't know what to do with that. So, especially amongst Sonia and Luann. Hello? So, I don't know. I don't know. But um, New York is good. It's cute. I think Tinsley's doing a great job. And I'm very shocked that she is going to probably be my MVP of this reunion. That's crazy to me. So, that being said. I'm happy to see her too. Like, you know, I, I have spent my time kind of going up and down with Tinsley, but I'm here for it. I think that, but you know, she's also a little, a little too late, you know, coming in with that fire at the very right. end. Like, girl, a, you're not a, even as a- she's already gone. <laughs> yeah, but she did good. You know, she held her own against Dorinda the deflector. So you go Tinsley. Do you think that we needed three parts? Probably not, but I don't mind it just because what else are you watching? Roni is my favorite. You know what I okay. mean? Even even when they are pissing me off and even when it's okay, I could still just watch it just because I love them. I, you know, the, I, Roni, I kind of just grew up just, I love New York City. And so I've always, I have a soft spot for Roni. Um, As most people Luann do. is my favorite of all time. So As most people do. I think that Luann definitely looks the best she ever has. And I think they all look really great. These reunion looks are beautiful. So uh, give or take Dorinda. I don't, we're not going to talk about that. But um, now we can move on to my favorite, which is Potomac. My favorite because I grew up at home there I, and I, I feel at home watching it and not just because 
of the environment that they're in because it just feels good. I get warm and fuzzies when I watch it. I am excited to watch and see what they're going to do. It makes me feel good to see those episodes. And at the end, I stay feeling good. And I don't remember, it almost makes me anxious because I'm like, are we supposed to enjoy it this much? Maybe I shouldn't have felt that good. Maybe I shouldn't have liked all that. What if we have nothing else later? And they keep proving they, we have enough. Honey, it's Christmas and it's the gift that keeps on giving Potomac. Isn't oh my it? God. The Michael Darby drama. I mean, oh, this editing 24 hours later, two hours later. Oh my God. <laughs> what is with Karen consistently telling us about her genitals? I just need I that know, to calm down. Some people have a lot of uh, problem with the word moist. They don't like to hear the word moist. <laughs> I mean, she said, said it, it for us I very know. much. It made me laugh uncontrollably when she was, and they have this editing of her, it's hazy because she's on shot. They had the shot counter up. She's on like shot number five or four. And she's like, Mine's not dry. My mine is moist, and I'm like, who asked you this question? You know what though? So, have you ever had Fireball before? Of course. For some reason, like, if you did like five shots of vodka, right? Mm-hmm. I would be on the floor. But I'd if you do, five, but if you do five shots of Fireball, for some reason, you're still okay. What yeah, is Fireball doesn't feel real to me, especially because when you figure out that it's, when you when you realize that it's whiskey, of all the whiskeys that will do you in, Fireball ain't it. Fireball to me is literally, I used to think of it in college as just a shot drink. Like it's yeah, just it's for candy. shots. It tastes like Big Red. Yeah, you just take it as, as a shot. Like everybody's just doing them for fun because what? you're or something. It's that sugar that got Miss Karen the next day. That's why the Grand Dame was Ugh. hurting. She was hungover. And she was yeah. trying to act like, I don't feel good. I'm lightheaded. What you're are you hungover. talking about, Robin? I was, what was that snip? Between well, well, I know. Well, it was all a weird mood. Robin's like, this is what I'm talking about, Wendy. I'm like, what? what is goes, that? Okay, Karen, never mind. I said, oh, y'all don't like each other. What is that? Yeah, me, everyone has like a little thing. Even Monique, she was pissed off at Candace for the Sharice thing, but instead made it all about the bonfire. I'm like, Monique. okay, yes, let's talk about the bonfire. So we are getting back and they're doing the bonfire. This is kind of like what opens us uh, essentially because I didn't think they were going to say something to Ashley at the dinner table. I think Candace learned her lesson and she was publicly, you know, reamed out and shamed for doing this. And I also think she was like, I just got good with this girl less than 24 hours ago. Let me please not ruin it automatically. I didn't even want this information. I felt that. I said that. And she and Giselle pull her aside in the house and they have a conversation with her about what happened um, and what she received. Ashley looked the least shocked of anyone I've ever seen when it's told that her husband is out there fighting and bopping around the streets. So I was like, oh, she is not shocked here. She is very aware of what's going on. I'm surprised Ashley doesn't have friends or something in the same area that didn't tell her herself. And I wonder if that happened. So needless to say, they did the right thing. I was very pleased that they decided to tell her at home and away from everyone. They go outside and Monique is like, I had a plan. I started a fire, where were y'all? It's been an hour. And they were like, we're not saying anything. And Ashley was like, 
so you know we had to have a conversation and she's like okay but we're trying to bond so what did you think they were doing inside because at the time monique did not know what their conversation was inside they could have been bonding you don't know like we don't have to bond on your schedule I get what Monique is saying, but just be like, y'all, hurry up and wrap it up and come out here. Y'all I love me- Monique. I really do. But she reminds but me of one of the girls who, like, makes an entire itinerary for the sleepover. And if you don't <laughs> stick to the itinerary verbatim, she got a problem. It's like, yeah. the other two episodes ago, Unrelated, Giselle was like, do we have to go fishing? Can we just get in the pool? I don't want to go fishing because I don't want to fish. And she was like, no. You will enjoy the experience of the home that I have created. This is what we do when we come here. So we're going to do this. It's on the schedule. It's number seven. It's item number seven of the day. And just like, like, I have a bunch of kids. Like, I have structure. I, have, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because she's also a stay-at-home mom. And she has young kids. So she's constantly doing plans and calendars. And, you know, making sure that the kids have what they need. Well, and that takes that a lot deep, of organization. Yeah. These are grown women too. If they want to get in the pool, they're gonna be like, "We don't want to do this." Yeah. We, want to get in the we don't pool. have to talk about it the next day. Like, oh, I was really just trying to do something nice for y'all, and y'all, I'm like, "Oh, are we really talking about this the next day?" Like, we have bigger fish to fry. Like Michael Darby, hello, and then brings it up again at the end, and we'll get to that. And then so Ashley discloses to them in the morning that you know they there was an issue and she brought it up and Karen was like oh god and you can kind of instantly see where the lines were going to be drawn but then Monique kind of made it about herself she was like I don't understand why we're talking about anybody's marriages at all why are we talking about marriages I don't understand and everybody I'm like we're not talking about marriages they just told Ashley something about her and I think Monique thought that like you said paranoid I think she thought that they were talking about her or something and Ashley's like no she just got some information and she wanted to tell me and Monique said well why are we talking about information that we get and I said this feels like a projection yeah she is that's exactly what she's doing she doesn't want you to be talking about Mexican food because then you're going to be talking about her enchiladas if you know what I mean like that's Mm -hmm. the best analogy that I can even think of like you're in the same neighborhood and eventually you're going to get to my stuff like Monique has a problem with Candace and she hasn't addressed it and instead now it's leaking into other areas and this is a perfect example of that Um, Mm -hmm. I think that for for once Candace was actually decent. Yeah, she did the right thing. Yeah, she waited to tell her in private, which is the right thing to do. And she did it in a good, like, nice, respectful way. I never say this stuff about me neither. And I never say this stuff about Monique. She was wrong. And I felt what Robin said was on the money. She's like, she is just paranoid that we're going to get to her marriage next because. There's some shit going on there. Monique's like, don't talk about people's marriages. Don't go there. Don't go there. Yeah, we shouldn't have gone there from the beginning. We shouldn't have gone there, but we're there. So now we're going to talk about it. She also didn't ask for this. Again, Candace did not ask for this. And so if she got this information, what she's not telling Ashley what to do with her stuff, she said, and she told them that. She said, we were very clear. We don't need to know the follow-up. We don't need to know what happens. We just wanted to let her know what was out there. Because if it's not me that's telling her, it's going to be someone in her DMs, someone at the grocery store, someone in the emails. All over the internet 24 hours later. Hello, exactly. So I'm glad, to be honest, I got those, someone sent me all of those clips and stuff too. I knew exactly where he 
was. And so when she said, oh yeah, he had friends over at MGM, when she said that last episode and I explained it, that's a casino and resort yeah. in Maryland, not far from where Candace lives, which is why it made sense that she has a friend that knew this information because she has a, she lives like pretty much across the street from there. So for her to be like, I'm actually very grateful that Ashley knew this before we knew this. Cause I did not know how this was going to play on TV. And it's I was a little very nervous. They gave her an airbag. What's yes. I'm ner- I was nervous that she knew this. Like while they were, I knew they were filming. I was nervous that she was going to find this out from the media, but essentially Candace told her beforehand and I would much prefer that. So she kind of at least knew it, when Candace tells her like, Hey, this girl texted me and we're like a friend once removed. So it's going to make it. Someone's going to send exactly. this. And exactly. so essentially Ashley was like, Oh shit. I know it's going to go down. Like, <laughs> And Ashley <laughs> not being shocked is a whole different story, girl. <laughs> oh, hey. Like, oh, girl, you gosh. look like you are not surprised. Like, not at all. When did they go out of town? This motherfucker's at the strip club with so this boyfriend. He just wanted me to take my baby so that he could go out and be a hoe. Good. And he's and gross. He looks like normal. I don't hoe shame, but he's a hoe. He's a bad kind of hoe, not a good kind of hoe. So, he would put it in anything. Mm-hmm. You sure would, and you probably did. Ashley, I hope you got tested for something, or you. I hope you definitely wanted this baby, and he didn't push it on you. And if it's part of your your overall master plan, sis, just blink twice. I don't need you to explain. I trust Money. you. This is this is what I don't get. How do you not know that people are not going to recognize you? You're so famous. You've been in all the Lord of the Rings movie as Gollum. <gasps> oh my How are God. people not going to know it's you? Of course they're going to pull out the camera phone when they see you at the strip club with your boyfriend, Gollum. Oh my God, that's hilarious. And so what else happens? The men come and of course everyone but Michael. And I had a good time. They were fun. And I love that we got this in the same episode because I enjoy the men dynamic. And I love that they're all friends and it kind of pulls the women together. What I found to be the most housewifey moment ever is when Candace stays upstairs and she doesn't sing happy birthday to Monique. (laughs) She wants to like not be a part of the drama. I wouldn't have either. And, and but Monique kind of shit started a little bit because she was like, oh, we got in a fight. She's not coming. And she came down the very next second. I said, you go, girl. And she was the bigger person. What is this? I can't believe we're saying what? this. It, I, never, I never talk about Candace like this. I'm in the she, Twilight she did, Zone. She did no wrong this episode. No, I'm so shocked. She was like, I didn't want to, you know, put it on to... Monique or I didn't want to like you know push off my feelings while she's celebrating her birthday so she stayed upstairs she packed she was like I'm not going to make a scene at someone's house and you know at the end she ended up even waving goodbye to Monique and Monique was asleep quote unquote allegedly sleep but she did all the right things and she even said goodbye to her husband she was a, a, a good guest I was very shocked maybe that you know the brown dick Chris is good for her <laughs> you know who I'm here for I was refreshingly ref- just just taken back by Eric. What Eric? a freaking yeah, Wendy's husband. Oh, we love him. I'm what standing Dr. Great, Wendy and her what husband. What a great guy, what a handsome guy, what an honest guy and funny, just like I was all about him. I'm like, "Hey Eric, you kind of funny." 
Yeah, I love him. I was very, very sad, yet um, fascinated to hear the story and learn more. This is what I like from a newbie is when I get to know you slowly but surely and telling us that his parents don't talk to them and don't know the That's kids. Crazy. Life is too freaking oh, short to no. have that kind of I really hated that. You're right. Life is way too short to have that kind of drama. And it is very cultural. So, you know, I'll tread lightly, but it is sad that, you know, her mom and his mom could not reach some kind of, you know, common ground and it's affecting the kids and it's affected him so much that Wendy even said she doesn't even know she can forgive them because not only did she, did her, his parents blackball them from their own community and say, you can't go to their wedding or, or else, but he cried and he's actually shed tears over it. And she's had to basically pick up the pieces of her husband over and over again. And she's like, I had to do that. So I can't just forgive as easily yeah. because that in watching the man I love hurt hurts me. And it, it's his family. What is she going to do? She can't curse up. You know, that's it's the trickiest terrible. thing. She can't be like, well, you know, fuck your mom because it's his parents. So she just has to basically sit there and help him get through. And it's all ego behind culture. Like, don't get me mm -hmm. wrong. It was culture. Ego. Like go. I have had problems with my family members, but you know, my dad got sick over the summer and we all came together and forgot about all about the drama and we all laughed and had a good time and was mm -hmm. there for my father while we healed. You gotta forget about that kind of shit. You do. You can't, it's life is too short. And you know what? It's all ego. It's all yes. ego. It has nothing to do with culture at the end of the day. The culture is just the big wall that you can hide behind. Yeah. But it has to do with those two ladies not wanting to come together as a family because they're too used to being the HBIC. And that's yeah. where you get petty. That's where it's stupid. Mm -hmm. Get to know your grandchildren. Stop being terrible. Yeah, I can't imagine. She had a baby. The baby was in NICU. It, it, all those things instantly would wash away to me. And for them to say that his mom hasn't met her kids, plural, I am floored. That's the most disheartening thing I've ever heard. So, you know, people, if you can work it out, work it out. I understand, of course, that there are many reasons why families become estranged. I just don't know if this one has to be the case. I hope we can get some kind of resolve, you know, over time. We were able to watch Ashley try to confront her father. And though it didn't work, I was really proud of her for trying. Sometimes that's all it takes. And sometimes that's enough to get the closure that you need. So I hope that they figure something out but either way it seems like they have a beautiful and blessed life regardless so with or without and it seems like really his family's missing out because they have a beautiful family so um then that's that's on them that's their loss because they have a beautiful family her husband is really cool and he's seen i like wendy really more in this episode too yeah so she, when she fell on the floor because was because that not new york's mom yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm she, talking about? Yes, yes, I do. And she slid onto the floor because Chris Samuels, Monique's husband, when they were all the husbands were asked to imitate and play charades and basically be their wives, all he can imitate is her giving him head. And I would just like to know, I agreed with her, but she wasn't even disrespectful in the confessional, but she said it, uh, made a very good point. If your man, the first thing your man thinks about that comes to his mind when he thinks about his wife is her giving you head? <sighs> sigh, deep sigh. Can we think of 
anything else. She takes care of your kids. Gets on yeah, your nerves. You can't imitate anything else. Just I can just like well, first of all, I've had Monique's brother on my podcast, mm-hmm. and so he's he's gay, and I got to talk to him as just like a gay to a gay kind of thing. And I was like, do you like him? Like, what's the deal with him? And he's like, no. Here's the thing. He's like a very good person. He's a very good guy. But just talking as like a gay to gay or a gay to a woman, like you will get this kind of talk. Um, he's just very macho. It, he, like he's a good guy, but it's just very macho and very, right. I'm the man. And that just goes hand in hand with, of course, he would think that like Monique giving him head is like the only thing that matters like you're such a guy like get out of here yeah man that's like the one thing that you're I and mean, you're gonna do it in front of her friends and everything that's just like and other men because you're what are you doing like placating for the men like it just feels it felt a little odd a little uh, over the top it's like we could do something else monique as much as i do like her she has the personality that could definitely be annoying to someone you could literally imitate anything that causes that you know that's what i originally think is going to happen when you say the men are going to imitate their wives is how they annoy the shit out of you because women are they can be naggy and they have big personalities and they're very great but they can be very a lot and these are housewives so we know that they're big 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 personalities you could imitate that but no who would you date out of the guys of the guys oh my god i hate this because I don't know where this answer comes from, but it would be Chris. Me not too. Samuels. No, no, wait, Chris Samuels? And no, it wouldn't be Samuels. Oh, yeah, yeah no. Mine would be um, Candace's husband, yeah. I like Candace's husband. I, I love him. I think he's so cool. and I, I think he's so cool. And- he feels like he goes with the flow. And I really think he does really well for Candace because she changes. She lights up and her she became an even more mature person there. Yeah, but it's a lot like, of work. It's a lot of work. Like, oh, black yeah. doing all that work. You didn't, I mean, I guess you signed up for to do that work, but if you like manual labor, go for yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, but I think that, it, I think that's probably her allure to him, is that he's so easygoing in a lot of ways, and he's so open with how he feels, too. He's like, he asked her flat out, what would be the purpose in you not going? And what I really heard him say was, why would you ruin a check because you got a little beef with a person that's supposed to be your friend i like him figure it out and i like that i like him i like the way he just is he seems cool and i would want to hang out with him but i like hanging out with the guys i like when they're all there they seem like they all get along and they're actually friends and i dig that it's always that's always how it is it's always the wives are in there outside fighting being petty and the men are in there like so we got some pizza inside. Do you want to go ahead and get some? Oh, yeah, let me go get a plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we're outside, you know, and they're fighting again. Monique and Candace get back into a fight because Monique brings it up one more time. And I was like, girl, let it go. Let it go. And she's like, it's about Candace. It's only what she wants to do. Like, she is not respectful of anybody's time. Like, that is not at all what happened. And you know the producers are probably like, girl, go talk about I would have just been like, this is about Sharice. This is about Sharice. This is about Sharice. Or I would have been like, is is that really what this is about? Is that really what this is about, Monique? 
that's how you produce. That's how someone on the cast should have produced a show. It's like, is that really what this is about, Monique? Or is this about something else? This feels like it's about something else. So, I mean, all, this is all leading. I, I mean, are we like near the end? Because isn't the barn scene when they fight the very end or what? Uh-huh. I don't think that it's the very end though. Because remember, uh, or not remember you, remember people who are listening. I did go to a, a one of Monique's live podcasts that she talked about on um, last week's episode at the Crab Shack. She talked about her live podcast coming up. I went, it was filmed. It was after the fight. So the fight had already happened and was on the news. Like we had already heard about it by then. So, oh my God, so are you going to end up on the show this season? My hair might. Oh, that's so. Here's what I don't You'll get. You'll see my curls. Two hundred thousand dollars on the making of a podcast, honey. You did it wrong. Paid. My my mic was only like ninety nine. <laughs> like we could have, you could have paid us. You could have paid me and Monty a hundred and ninety eight thousand. I would have been, and we would have hooked you up, girl. <laughs> girl, for real. I, honestly, you could have just paid my student loans, which are somehow still less than that, and we would have been fine. I would still do it now. Like that. You did that wrong. I mean, I understand. I mean, a podcast is free. Money. You don't need to pay to get response. That's the whole point. If someone pays you, like, that's the whole oh, weird, goal. Weird. Like, I would have been mad if I was Chris. That's what you should be I think be it's because she tried to do everything at once. The website, the on stage, the promotional. Like, she well, you paid $200,000 for it. Like, oh, my God. God. A domain was like twelve ninety nine on GoDaddy. I don't even know what the freaking podcast is called. That's Not how lazy moms. That's how bad she did it. Like that's how, and me and Monique follow yeah. each other and we DM and like I'm friends with her brother and I still don't even know what it's called. Like you did this wrong, baby girl. I, I think you, yeah, studio space wouldn't even cost that much. And I know the studio that she's in, it's not that expensive. It's really not. It's not in like some overly like highfalutin area just like a regular studio that someone's has... walking around with 198,000 <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it because you don't need that many because I certainly don't have it honey and I did okay maybe not as big as hers but I do all right so you don't need that much maybe I'm just too poor to have a podcast I thought it was free so it's not know. technically free. Don't tell everyone it's free. No, it's not free. It, call, <laughs> it always costs you something because otherwise someone's going to say something. It's hard work, y'all. Every time, time someone gives you a one-star review, you put out more money. That's what it feels like. It's like, well, you need time to speak up. Okay, fine. I'll get a mic. Well, you need to do this. Okay, fine. I'll get this. <laughs> time and money and energy, blood, sweat, and tears. That right. I'm not always in this place. That's the thing. People don't realize that podcasting is very different it's not just talking it's about having something to talk about and finding people who will talk with you because so many of you lovely people out there are great friends and girlfriend chatters but you're not chatter chatters because you're the mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm girls and that don't make a podcast oh, everyone thinks they could do it until they're actually up on the mic and they're like uh i don't yes, know until don't you know. are in pain or cramping or sad or depressed or had a bad day at work and you're like oh shit i still gotta record and you're like okay i'm not in a good mood and you're like hello 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 and you're coming right back so it's 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 work honey and something something's working but i can understand it's a lot of work for her. she puts 10 out of 10 in everything that she does that's what chris basically told us when he played charades i can't believe t'challa is potty trained like she put some effort into that oh no see no she know how to run a house though i might pay her some money to teach me how to do all the things because i don't know anything about that but wonderful episode we are already about to be at the fight and but i said at the beginning when i saw the previews 
of the whole season, I don't think it's just about the fight. I think this whole season is about a whole bunch of shit. Like, there are things that are going down left and right. Ashley's marriage, Giselle and Jamal, you know, you got Karen and Ray on the board, on the brink of probably divorcing, like, or something. There's a lot. There's a whole lot that there we need to unpack. And we've always all said, I think Ashley and her husband have an arrangement. I wish they would admit it. And next episode where the fight is, she says, well, Michael and I have stopped with other people before. And I about spit out my tea. I said, wait a minute. I know. Why didn't you just tell me this the day one? This is why she wasn't surprised. She's like, look, he he gets a little dick from once in a while, squeezes a couple asses, and so do I. People have wondered (laughs) my theory on this. I will say it here. My theory, although I also have said it on my Facebook group, if you are a member of that, it's Mixologist Mixer on my Facebook page, Mixing with Monty. The theory is, I think they do have an arrangement because he is, I think she knew he was bisexual or at least interested in not just sleeping with just her for their entirety of their marriage. But I think that was something that they worked out as, you know, he takes care of their family, um, her family and houses her and all that and all those things i don't think her family knows i don't think her own family is aware that they have of an arranged they don't so but they have an arranged marriage all the me all the all the reason why she's trying to not keep it on the show of what's happening because her family probably texting her like huh because as much as i love my people and i enjoy very much so being black we are not the most open when it comes to marriages not looking like the cookie cutter, you know, stereotypical marriage. And the stereotypical black marriage is you find you a nice black man from being in the nice black church every Sunday. You are absolutely always been pure before you met that nice black man. Then you meet the black man, you marry the black man, you do whatever it takes to keep that black man happy because everything is your fault, not his fault. And we love each other and we put up with whatever toxicity there is involved. We have 2.5 kids. We live happily ever after. And our mamas still are the center of our lives next to Jesus. That is the stereotypical black marriage. Ashley didn't do none of that. So her family, it's like, not only did you marry a man that's almost 30 years older than you, you married a man that's 30 years older than you, white, from another country, is apparently tapping booties of people that you work with, don't give you a baby, already has kids that are your age, if not older, so now you a whole stereotypical And it's from another species. He's a creature named Gollum. Yes, exactly. And then all of a sudden, he's also supposed to give you money but he got you out here on the show being stupid like looking ridiculous so they're shocked and don't let them find out you let him sleep with other people what do you mean you let him what do you mean you let him what do you mean you have an arrangement the only arrangement you have is before god that's what i hear my the own baby, mother and grandmother the say. baby looks like rugrats you know the little baby from rugrats he oh my god like, he does look like tommy pickles he looks like tommy oh my god pickles. yes he does kind of look like tommy pickles he's growing a little bit more into ashley thank god and he is getting cuter by the day so i'm very happy about that and now they're pregnant with number two so i guess we will see what that looks like um i believe this is still a part of her master plan i think we might because i think it's part of her master plan remember two seasons ago she renewed her prenup with him for another three years i think we're coming to the end of that three years and she's pregnant so if she leaves that's two babies no prenup yeah 
So I have, I don't get dumb vibe from Ashley. I don't know why. I just don't think she's an idiot. I really think that there's something happening here. Unless, of course, again, she has an arranged marriage or arrangement in her marriage. But I think that even though that's true, she, he's embarrassed her so much now that I think it'll be null and void. Yeah, I agree with you. So all in all, Potomac, you kicked ass again. And I'm very grateful and makes me a little anxious because I don't know when I'm going to watch TV this good again. And I don't want the, the season to keep going because I want it to pause and slow down and be good forever. I love it. It was, it was a great, it was a good week in TV. I'm actually very pleased. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone was terrible. <laughs> please 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 tell everyone where they can find you mr hollywood leon where they can listen to your show everyone is terrible and all the other good things where do you want to be found as lacey mosey would say well first of all thank you so much for having me of course thank you for coming i love that we always keep it in the family um you guys can find me on all the socials at hollywood leon terrible pod leon on twitter and uh, you can find my podcast, Everyone is Terrible, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast. Um, you know, DM me your nominations for Most Terrible. It's your show just as much as it is mine. Um, follow me, and let's get to know each other. Everyone is terrible at the end of the day. And it's a fun show. It's very tongue-in-cheek, but mm-hmm. it is not for the faint of heart, y'all. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> yeah, you can find me, and uh, we'll talk soon, terrible people. I mean, of course, it's not for the faint of heart. I'm on there. And, you know, I am an acquired taste, honey. But if you don't like me, acquire some taste, as Ramona said. And, of course, if you would like to connect with me more to find out more about me and everything else, you can listen to my podcast by searching it under its name. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. Of course, I also have a Facebook group that is on and popping these days. So you can go on and search it. Uh, is at the scroll on right on down on the Facebook page to Mixologist Mixer and mix it up over there. Y'all are funny. <laughs> Y'all be getting into some things. I kind of like it. I like the way it goes down over there. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, stay happy, stay healthy, stay home, stay safe. Bye. <laughs>For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. And rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.